us the Holy Spirit. We thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on tonight. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And Father, I thank you for giving us tonight itching ears, God, where we can hear what the Spirit has to say unto us on tonight. And we just thank you and we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. We done went through the baptism. We done went through the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We talked about prayer. We talked about justification, sanctification, um, the righteousness of God. Man, we've been talking about a lot, huh? So we should have a little something, something to help somebody out with. We should be full. Um, I want to go back over a little bit with prayer because what I'm going to teach on tonight is fasting. And fasting and prayer go together. And um, in being a disciple, a follower of Christ, we do have to have a prayer life. And we do have to fast as well. So prayer and fasting go together. Um, We see in the word of God how Jesus, he prayed. And when he prayed um, unto the Father, it was choosing um, the 12 apostles. So he was seeking the Lord through prayer for that. So when you are a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to take time out to communicate um, to the Father so you will know, um, you know what need to be done in different situations and what path you may need to take or whatever questions you may have is through prayer. So prayer is what we use to communicate with God, and I believe we went over all of that. But prayer and fasting go together. You cannot fast without prayer. Some people go into a fast and they um, try just to miss food and say, I have fasted. So we're going to talk about um, a right fast and a wrong fast and how we fast. For one, I want to talk about um, dealing with fasting. Fasting is not for you to get anything from God. Some people fast because they say, you know, I need this, I may need a car, I may need a house, I may need healing. Jesus has already made a way for us through his shed blood for us to have everything that we need. So you do not have to fast to get anything from God. Jesus made that way for us through him dying on that cross and through his resurrection. So what is a fast? What is the purpose of a fast? It is to deny the flesh of what it desires, to take our focus off the world and to focus on things of God. It makes one humble and more accepting and, and, you know, more of accepting God's will. Let me say it again. To deny the flesh of what it desires, to take our focus off of the world and to focus on the things of God, it makes us humble and more accepting to God's will. So when you fast, a fast will put you in a humbling state. It will help you to focus on God and not things of the world, and it will help you to deny your flesh. How many know that when you get hungry, your flesh cut up? When you miss, let's say if it's 8 o'clock in the morning, you know it's time for you to eat breakfast. You go a little bit bit past 8, your flesh is having a fit because that's the time that you always feed the flesh. So the flesh is going to act up. Some of us may get weak. Some of us may get a headache. Some of us may get angry with folks because we haven't had our breakfast. It's deep, isn't it, when it comes to the flesh getting what the flesh wants. But part of being a disciple is prayer and fasting. Let's look at um, Romans 8, 5, and 6 first when we're talking about the flesh. Romans 8, 5 through verse 6. 
For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Why did I put this in here? Because when you go after the things of the flesh, this is where your mindset is going to be. Your mind is going to be set on fleshly things. And we know to be fleshly minded, that's what carnally minded means. It means death. That means that you're not going after spiritual things. You're going after fleshly things. And when we go after spiritual things, that means we're going to have peace through going after um, spiritual things. It's life and peace. So how does that have anything to do with fasting? First of all, if you're going through something in your life and it's so horrific that, you know, you can't talk about it, you know, you don't want to be bothered by nobody, fasting is a way that it will help you to seek God in a way that you have not sought him before. Why is fasting so important when you're going through something like that in your life? Because it will help you to hear God. It will help you to hear what God is saying through what? Through his word. And I'm going to give you a nugget. People fast without the word. You cannot fast without the word of prayer. You have to have the word on your fast so you can connect with your spirit to hear what God is saying. If you're not in the word of God while you fasting, there's no point to fast because the word and fasting connects together. You're a spiritual being, so everything you have is in your spirit. So when you begin to fast and you go into the word of God, you renew in your mind. So as you renew your mind, it's going to connect to the spirit part of you, and it's going to begin to flow through you, and your body is going to receive from that. But as you go into a fast and you're denying your flesh, what's doing, you're allowing the spirit to come forth, and that flesh is being shut down. So the more you deny your flesh, the more you can hear God more clearly through fasting and through prayer. Some people will jump up and try to do a long fast. Well, I'm going to fast um, for 21 days. I advise you, just because somebody else fasted for 21 days, you don't know how long it took them to get to those 21 days. They could have started out with a partial day. They could have started out after they got that partial day and made, maybe they'd done a partial day for seven days. When their body got used to that, then they say, you know, I'm going to start out a whole day. So you have to be led of the spirit even when you're fasting because some people will fast when, you know, they're going through in their body. Some people may be diabetics, but I thank God they're the healed of the Lord. And they say, you know what, I'm just going to fast 21 days like everybody else. And then you go into a coma. You, gotta, you have to be careful with the things that you do when it comes to fasting. And this is why you got to hear the spirit of the Lord before you do it. So here we see that when we fast, we deny that flesh of the things that the flesh want. Now, one thing that we know the flesh love is food. But some people are used to not having breakfast. They're used to not having lunch. But they want that one meal of a day that will get them through the day. And they eat a lot of that. So if you tell them okay, we, we're not going to fast for breakfast or lunch, but dinner is when we're going to fast and you just go to bed. We're going to pray and we're going to seek the Lord at that time. They are faint because that's their biggest meal of the day. Now, if you tell somebody to fast and they're used to not having breakfast, then it really ain't no fast because that's what they're not used to having. And anything that you're not, your body's not used to having, it will not miss. 
So if, if you're going to go on a fast and you feel an unction to go on a fast, then you want to fast from things that your body is craving, that your body is desiring. And that's what the enemy don't want you to do because he know for real, they get ready to hear God. They don't put the Pepsi down. See, you, you might can um, go without food, but you can't go without the Pepsi. You might not go without the sun drop, the Mountain Dew, or the tea. Anything that your body really desires and craves for, that's what you need to deny that body of. I remember when I first started fasting, y'all, I was a breakfast eater. If I didn't have my breakfast, felt like I was going to get the shakes. So every morning I had to have breakfast. So when I was really getting into the word of God and you know, seeking God, it was just like I was led to go on a fast. So I said, okay, I'm a fast. And, you know, you hear the spirit saying, okay, just skip breakfast. No, that's the devil. God ain't going to tell me to skip no breakfast and I'm weak during the day. That ain't God. Nope. Let's try something else. You know, that's what we do. We try to come up with stuff. So finally I said, okay, I'm going to skip breakfast. And y'all, I'm going to tell you something. There was no point of me fasting. I had an attitude. Felt like I was going to faint, and I was watching the clock. When is 12 coming? So that's not really a fast because I wasn't spending time in prayer, wasn't spending time in the Word of God. I was looking at the clock, trying to get through something, or trying to stay busy until that time came. Can I get some witnesses? That's what we do, and then we tell people, I fasted. No, you didn't. Because when you're really on a fast for the Lord, you ain't watching no clock. You're before the Lord. You're doing things that, um, you know, according to the word of God, you're not being bothered. You, and nobody knows that you're really fasting. Because what you, and you don't tell nobody that you're fasting. Some people say, um, you want some of this? No, 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 I'm going to fast today. Okay. I didn't know, need to know all that. Just say no. And I remember one fast we went on as a, a body and, my daddy was a part of that fast, and we was going out of town to a meeting, so all of us was coming together, and we was fasting. So daddy come to the car with nabs, and he was just crunching down on them nabs and just eating them hard. And he going to ask my husband, he say, hey, Bird, you want some of these nabs? I said, what's wrong with that man? Didn't he know we was on a fast? So my husband say, Skeet. You know, we've, oh, Lord, I've forgotten, had my oatmeal already, too. So <laughs> daddy was all in our face. So... <laughs> when you're used to doing like you're used to doing, your body will do it because that's what it's used to doing. God knew his heart, y'all, but he was just, you know, not trying to tempt any of us, but he was just going on about his business. But when you truly own a fast for the Lord, people will not know it. You, you know, you're going on about your business. Now, on your job, some people may fast you around people, but sometimes it's a fast where you just by yourself. And you alone, you know, in the house and you in prayer and you sitting there before the Lord. So be led by the spirit of the Lord with the fast. Because when you're really led by the spirit of the Lord, you don't want no food. You don't want no food. You don't have headaches. You know, you don't, you're not angry or any Lord. So make sure that you're led by the spirit when it comes to fasting. And make sure you fast for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. Do not fast to get anything from God. And let me explain this again. If you're going through in your body, know that healing is already yours. 
because Jesus already paid the price. But let's say you're fasting because you're saying, God, I don't understand what's going on with my body. And I need instructions. I need for you to tell me what would you have me to do. I need to hear you concerning this. Do you want me to see a doctor, God, or do you want me to wait on you? God, I'm going to be still until I hear what you're saying to me. So what you're doing, you denying your flesh of the things that it wants because you're trying to get clear direction from God. You're not going to him to fast and say, God, I'm a fast and you're going to heal me because healing is already yours. So you don't fast to get healing. You fast to hear God to understand what's going on with my body or you asking God, okay, God, tell me what to do in this situation. I've been speaking to my body, but seem like things have not changed. So I need to hear from you today. So it's just like your money, relationships, or whatever it may be. You go into God in a fast to deny yourself to say, God, I'm laying down myself today to hear what you have to say. Get in your word. Get before God in prayer, the word, and with the fast. And I guarantee you when you do that, you will start hearing from God. Now, sometime on the first day, you're hearing everything else except God. The main thing that you're hearing is your stomach growling. I, I know I got a witness. All you're hearing is, I can't even hear you, God. My, my, mm, let's wait till this stomach stop growling. You go through different things, but the more you humble yourself before God and you set yourself to seek God, before you know it, you don't went past the time that you have allotted for a fast because you were so focused on his word. You were so focused, you know, on prayer. You were so focused, you know, on him and not the things around you. You look up and you went way past that time. So use fasting the way the word of God tell us to use it. Don't just use it to get something from God. Fasting does not get you anything from God. Fasting helps you to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you so you will know in what direction to go in. I'm going to give you some examples in the Bible. There was um, Moses. Moses went to, uh, up to the mount and he had to get the um, commandments from God. The Bible said that Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and he didn't eat or drink anything. Y'all know that had to be what a spiritual thing. Because by that time, you should be dead because your body need that water and need that food. So he went up before God to get the commandments of God. So he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was before God. And I believe he was before God in prayer. He was denying his flesh because he really wanted to hear from God. When you really want clear direction from God and you don't know which way to go, a fast will help you. You, you ready to deny yourself or whatever that flesh want? And you say, no, I'm denying myself today. I'm setting time apart to hear from God. Now, like I said, the first day, you might not hear anything. Second day, you might not hear anything. See, God could be testing you to see how long you're going to deny yourself. And then by the third day, you're hearing God so clearly you like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. And God is going to talk to you through his word. He's going to give you a scripture to remind you of what he's saying. You're saying, yes, Lord. So you have peace in that situation. So another example is, remember Moses, he was getting the laws of God for the people. So think about it. If you were a leader and you got all these people that are under you and you need to um, seek the Lord to find out what God want to do to give you direction with stuff going on around you. A fast will help you get that direction. Just like Ezra. 
in the book of Ezra, and I believe it was Exodus 34. I want to make sure for Moses, if y'all want to go back and read it. Exodus 34, I think it's verse 18. Exodus 34, 18 is saying 28. It's Exodus 34, 28. That's what you will find about Moses for 40 days and 40 nights dealing with um, a fast. But in Ezra, he needed direction. That's Ezra 8.21. And he needed a direction because they were surrounded by their enemies. And he did not want to ask the king to help them because he already told the king that God was going to be there for him, for them. So he said, if I go to the king, it will look like you know, I'm not trusting God. So he began to go on a fast, and that says in Ezra 8.21, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right, right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. So they wanted a right way. They wanted clear direction on what to do and how to do it. So if you need directions, then you can, you know, say, Lord, I'm going to go on a fast because I need directions in this area. I believe some of us have a problem letting go of food or let go of something that we really desire because the moment you think in your mind, I'm going on a fast, seem like everything break loose then. Seem like your body start acting funny, start cutting flips and, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I ain't going to do it today. I need to go ahead and eat this food today because everything that you can think of is coming up in your head that your body need to eat. But they needed direction. So him as a leader, he proclaimed that fast to get directions from God. So if you need directions in any area, begin to deny yourself of something that you really love so you can hear God. And I'm telling you, the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, he will lead you. He will guide you. He will show you what to do and how to do it. And that's why we have him as our comforter. So if you're on a fast, you need to say, Holy Spirit, help me. I can't do this by myself because you know I love pancakes. Holy Spirit, you know I love sausage. You know I love ham. You know what I love at 8 o'clock in the morning. Holy Spirit, comfort me like you never comforted me before because I, I, I'm going to be honest. I get in gluttony sometimes. When I get up and eat breakfast, I don't do that, y'all. I'm using this for an example. Maybe God is talking about somebody out there because I don't do that. So you have to go to this, you know, the Holy Spirit and ask him, help me with this. And the Holy Spirit will help you. Guess why? Because he know your heart. He know that you are ready to hear from the Lord. This is why it's so serious, y'all, when you go on a fast. Don't go on a fast because somebody told you they went on a fast and you just want people to know that you went on one. No, you go on a fast because you need direction from God. You know, something is going on that you don't understand and you need for the Holy Spirit to give you understanding through that fast. So we see what Ezra done. Let's look at Acts 13 too. And we're still talking about direction from the Lord. Now, these were um, some apostles or some disciples that had come together. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So let's say you're not knowing the call that's on your life. You know, Lord, I don't know what you have called me to do. And Lord, I want to seek you for the call that you have on my life. You need directions in that area. This is what was happening to Saul and Barnabas. They began to pray. They began to fast. And then 
Um, God let them know this is what I need for you to do. This is what I have for you to do. My advice is don't wait on nobody to tell you what God has called you to do because God will tell you. You know, you have that relationship with him. It will be a burning zeal on the inside of you that you never had before. And you will start going in this area that you never really thought about going in before. That, that will come through that fast. God will prove himself unto you because you have asked him. And know that when we come to him and we ask him with a sincere heart, then God will open up his word and he'll begin to show us even through his word. Because I believe it's people in here right now that's saying, God, I really need to know what you have called me to do. Seem like I'm in this direction, that direction. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But I really don't know what you want me to do. So if you set aside some time and go into prayer and fasting with the word of God, God will open it up to you and say, this is what I have for you to do. And that will help through prayer and fasting. Another thing dealing with um, fasting, it, we talked about to hear God. We talk about this all the time with Jehoshaphat. Y'all know Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. Here's Jehoshaphat um, getting a word from somebody telling him that he had three armies coming up against him. Can you imagine somebody coming to you and telling you, you have three gangs getting ready to come in and attack you. Oh, my goodness. Look at Jehoshaphat. The first thing that he did, fear came upon him. Wouldn't fear come upon you? But even though the fear came, Jehoshaphat began to pray. He proclaimed a fast, and he began to seek the Lord. And I love how Jehoshaphat began to seek the Lord. He began to remind God of everything that God had done for them from Egypt forward. And as he began to do that, he was the first one to proclaim the fast, and they joined in with him. And guess what? After he started um, talking about the Lord and his goodness and everything that he done, God sent a prophet and a word came. So know that when you open up your heart, even when the enemy is coming, in, coming at you like a flood, the spirit of the living God will raise up a stand even against them because some of us we can have so many enemies on both sides we get weary and we don't know what to do but as we begin to fast and as we begin to trust God and doing that fast we're humbling ourselves before God and say God I got enemies on every side God I need your direction I need for you to show me what I need to do so you close yourself off and you begin to Go into the word and set time aside where you're not eating anything and say, God, I'm going to miss this meal. I'm going to turn this plate down and it looks so good and smell good. But God, I'd rather hear what you have to say concerning this situation than to sit here and eat today. Y'all, a fast will, will bring some things um, that we don't know about to the forefront. It will help us to hear God even the more. And guess what? Jehoshaphat heard from God. So if you have a problem hearing God, take time out and fasting and prayer and getting into the word of God. The word will speak to you and tell you what God is saying for such a time as this. So that was Jehoshaphat. John 10, 4, y'all know this one. It says that um, his sheep know his voice and you are his sheep. So if we're spending time with him and we have developed our relationship with him, guess what? We should know his voice. In a stranger's voice, we should not follow. So the more you fast and the more you communicate with God and the more you get into this word, guess what? You're going to hear God even the more because your flesh ain't going to keep rising up. I have learned this. The more I stay in my word, 
And I don't stay in my word because I'm afraid something is going to happen. But the more you get into this word, the more the word get into you. And the more the word that get into you, that's what's going to end up coming out of you. And that's the life that you're going to live. And it's going to be normal. It's not something you're trying to put on. It's not something that you're just trying to do. So the more you do that, sometimes I'm fasting and haven't even tried to fast. Why? Because that's just who I am. I can get up in the mornings and I can just get in my word. And the only thing I may have is green tea. And I look up sometime, you know, sometime me and my husband, he said, let's do lunch or let's do this. But I'll just go three o'clock. I'll just keep on going. Why? Because the word is my food. So I don't worry about I ain't ate this and I haven't eaten that. I just love the word so much that I set aside my flesh and I'm eating this word. I'm constantly eating this word. And this is what the Holy Spirit is telling me. The more you constantly go into this word and you deny your flesh of what it desires, guess what? You become numb to people. Y'all, it's true. You become so numb to people that they hit you with their best shot and they can't knock you down. Oh, ain't that good? I got some witnesses on that. Some people have witnessed where I have been hit with a best shot. Amen, Sister Recently, <laughs> I was fine, but Sister Nisa was I was fine. She's my witness. But God carried me through it because I know who I am. And the more you deny your flesh of what it wants and you stay into the word of God, guess what? You keep it moving. And people look at you like you're crazy. But it, I had to check myself one time and I had to stop y'all and ask my husband, is something wrong with me? Tell me. I want to ask you again, is something wrong with me? Because I'm su- I supposed to be mad at this point. But I had to even ask, before I asked him, I asked the Lord. It ain't that I didn't trust the Lord, but he stayed with me all the time. So I'm saying, something's wrong. But God showed me, the more you deny yourself, you're in the spirit. And guess what I learned, y'all, about being in the spirit? Put a bubble around you. And you're in a bubble. And no matter which way it come, you protect it. you up under that shadow of the Almighty. And that's what fasting will do with the word and denying that flesh from what it wants. The enemy know how he get to us is flesh. He used flesh. He used worldly things, the lust of the eye, the pride of um, life. What is it? The lust of the flesh. He used those three means to get to us. He know he cannot touch our spirit, but he can use everything around us, which he have to have a body, y'all. Y'all didn't know? He have to have a body to use to get to you. But the more you stay into the word and deny yourself and know what the word is coming, what the word is saying, when the enemy comes, the word going to be put right there for you and you hearing the word. This is why you got to renew your mind according to the word. I remember several years ago, we were invited to go to this place. Um, it was a little church. Jennifer, I don't know if you went with us. I think you did. It was in Shalot or past Shalot. And the Lord had told me, he said, I want you to fast for three days. I don't want you to have nothing but grape juice. So I said, okay, God. So for those whole three days, only thing I drunk was grape juice. So when we got there, 
and we got into this place, I'm on the pulpit, which nobody knew that I was on a fast because I was just as normal as I ever been. So I'm on the pulpit, and under my breath, I'm just praying in tongues, you know, just being normal, not loud. And I looked over there at Brother Kenny and Brother John, and they like this right here and start praying in tongues. I said, what is they doing? So they looking at me, well, Pastor, we know what was going on in that place, so we just start playing, praying in tongues with you. So I didn't say anything. But there was a reason why God wanted that to happen. The place that we went in was full of witchcraft. And it was so full of witchcraft, this lady come up to me, and it was a God that they did not want to come back to the church because they said he is actually demon-possessed, the things that was going on in the church. This guy showed up at that church that night. And when he showed up at that church that night, and I'm standing before the people that were lined up like this, and as I opened my mouth to the first person, it was like a trickle effect that was throwing up. And the God that they said that would not accept Jesus accepted Jesus. And she said, I, I just don't know. But I knew. God had prepared me for where he was taking me through that fast. So you have to hear the spirit of the Lord when the Lord is speaking. And the funny part was after it was all over, I didn't want nothing but grape juice. My body had gotten so used to the grape juice, they stopping to get food. I said, just give me some more grape juice. But why am I telling you this is because when the Lord tells you to do something, there's a reason. He didn't want my flesh in the way for what was going to be seen. So I had to stay focused and keep my mind on him so whatever was going on around me and whatever I was hearing was not affecting me because I was becoming numb to that stuff. So this is why when it, when it comes to a fast, now you may put yourself on a fast, that's good. But when God puts you on a fast, you're going to go longer than a day because he's going to take you beyond you. He's going to let you know, this is what I want you to do. So, you know, there are partial fasts, just like Daniel in the Bible said for what was it, uh, three weeks, 21 days. He didn't eat anything that his, what was it, vegetables and stuff like that for 21 days, and your spirit began to speak to Daniel. So Daniel was being led by the spirit of the Lord. He wasn't doing this on his own. So anything that we do, we want to be led by the spirit, because when we're led by the spirit, we can endure what we're doing. So to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, there has to be fasting in your life. And I'm hearing the spirit right now, and what he's telling me is slackness when it comes to fasting. People act like, I just can't do that. I speak in tongues. But guess what? I'm even hearing this in the spirit. People get lazy when it comes to speaking in tongues because they act like it wear them out. But when you do everything the word of God is telling you to do, it becomes so much a part of you that the Lord, you know that it's the Lord leading you to do it, but it's not hard. It's not hard at all. So that's why stay in your word, stay before God, communicate with God and it becomes so much a part of you next thing you know you don't went all day and didn't have anything to eat your focus is so much on the word it's so much on hearing God that you ain't even bothered by having that food but the ones that love their breakfast and their lunch and don't forget my dinner because some people get the shakes and when they get the shakes and they're coming off of breakfast they're ready for a sandwich so kill the flesh 
If it's something that's bothering you, I give you an example. If you got a stronghold in your life and seem like it's hard to uproot that stronghold, it's time to go on a fast. It's time to go on a fast and get into the word of God and renew your mind. And it ain't going to take 20 years, y'all, to get rid of nothing. Because you're determined then to say, I'm willing to give up this because I don't want this in my life. If you got offense that's in your life, get into the word of God. Hear what the word of God has to say. Go on a fast. Seek the Lord. And God knows your heart. God knows your heart. Some people do it just to say, I've done it. Don't do that. Be led by the spirit. And as you are led by the spirit of God, the Bible say you are the sons of God. All over the Bible, you see where men and women went on a fast. How about Esther? When Esther had to come up with the decision, um, going to, to the king because of her people. And Esther said, um, if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to go before the king. So she proclaimed the fast. And she fasted before she went before the king. She was denying herself. And she did get to the king. And guess what? It saved the whole kingdom. But she had to give up something. So I'm asking you tonight, what are you willing to give up to say, God, I want everything that you have provided for me and whatever's blocking me, whatever's stopping me from getting to where you want me to go. God, I need for it to be revealed in my life. That calls for a fast. And some of us don't want to fast. We'd rather say, I'll do it my way. Nope. If you do a fast, a disciple need fasting time. Because if you're going out and you're speaking to people, you don't know what you're coming up against. So you need time set apart so you can fast, so you can pray, so you can seek the Lord. Y'all, some people look at ministry and they say, oh, it's so good. The Lord called me to this and he called me to that because people want to be exalted. But when you really come up on a demon or you really come up on somebody that ain't right, you're going to wish you had a fast for many, many days because you're going to be calling for help and not realizing that you got your help right there on the inside of you. Some people enjoy ministry until people start cutting the food, until you start seeing the stuff coming through people and out of people. Y'all, ministry is no joke. So if God called you to something, you do have to set aside time and pray and fast. And matter of fact, everything that we went over, you need. And fasting is a part of that as well. I've been in ministry since 2000. And I'm going to tell you, my time in ministry, y'all, it hasn't been a, any, I'll give you another example. I was at home when um, Ari was two years old, and I had someone to come to my home. And as soon as they walked into my house, I looked at them and I said, what have you done? And the spirit rose up in them and took their cell phone and threw it across my room. And my baby was over there. <laughs> it was funny. Ariel was beside me, but when the phone started flying, she jumped in the chair and was holding on to the chair. And the person um, was just raging. And immediately the spirit of the Lord rose up in me. And I said, what have you taken? And they were on the floor, and I laid my hands, and they ran to the bathroom, and they was throwing up. They tried to commit suicide, but the spirit inside of them was mad at me. As soon as they walked in the house, they started fussing. So what am I saying? You have to be ready at all times because you don't know what you're going to come up against or you don't know what's going to transpire while you by yourself. And this is why you got to know who you are. Y'all, this is no game. 
Ministry is not a game. It's time out for hear me, see me, be attached to me. I'm prophet. I'm getting so sick of people saying I'm a prophet. If you know what these prophets went through in the word of God, look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah, God told him, don't even have a wife or children. And you know why he told Jeremiah that? He said, because I'm going to kill the women. I'm going to kill all the children. So I guess he said, I I don't want you to be mourning because I need your mouth. I need for you to keep proclaiming what I'm telling you. So when you have these calls on your life, see, they had to do stuff that God required them to do. And they couldn't have things in their way to keep them from God. And that's how it is for us today. That's why we need to fast. So whomever or whatever is in our way that's keeping us from hearing what God wants us to do, that we can move past that. Even in marriage, even with me and my husband, thank God for a good man. Because my husband, when I first started this ministry, Jennifer, no, we would come in the house with stuff. This man be toe up. He had to go to the bathroom. Because I would come in there and we'd be seeing stuff and He'd be like, let me tell you something. He said, don't bring that mess back in this house no more. (laughs) He ran to the bathroom, y'all. He couldn't take it. So God had to prepare him for what we was doing. And then it was one night, we had a prophet over there, and this girl was a lesbian. And the prophet started at the bottom of her feet and said, it's moving. Remember that? She's going to get delivered tonight. And we're looking at each other, telling me, ain't nothing moving up in here. And then we start praising God. She said, y'all just keep praising the Lord. And I'm like, praise the Lord. Okay, we're going to praise the Lord. Then she, she said, okay, it's right here. We're looking at each other. What in the world is she talking about? She said, just keep praising the Lord. All of a sudden, that girl started praising God. Hallelujah, loud. We clapping. She said, don't clap. That's that demon in her. We like, she's really praising God. She says, right here, get a bucket. This is no lie. The girl began to throw up. She said, that's the root coming up. My husband come to me, y'all. He say, he say, where your Bible? I said, huh? Where your Bible? said, hold it tight. I said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> so then after all that, after it was all over, he asked the lady, y'all. She gave him the trash bag. He said, uh, how long do I keep this? Because the trash man don't come to Wednesday. <laughs> Will it be all right <laughs> until the trash man comes? <laughs> so... Y'all, we were in dire, we were in training. We were really in training. This is why I say you have to stay before the Lord so you won't be afraid of things that's going on. And it was one other night when my husband said, don't bring this stuff back up in here. I'm telling you how you have to really fast to understand what God is saying and know how to do what God wants you to do. We went to a church, this prophet was there and she started seeing stuff. She said, I see somebody, blood. I just see blood, blood. So we're trying to figure out who blood. So we had a meet the Greek meeting over to my house, and we were going to get together and pray and figure out who, who, who was dying. So she told me and Joyce to join hands. Why did I join hands with her? So we're joining hands, y'all, and we're praying. She said, now, y'all just begin to pray and see what the Lord's showing you. I know what God showed me, but I wasn't going to say nothing. 
Immediately, she started hollering, oh, Lucy, 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 Lucy. I'm like, oh, Jesus. She did see it. Our cousin, Wilbur, he got killed. I saw him in the coffin. She saw Aunt Lucy going through. But I said nothing. I just let her holler out by herself, and he did get killed. So that was the night my husband said, don't bring this mess back up in here. So I'm telling you, we got trained through ministry to know do's and don'ts through being with the Lord, through hearing the Lord, not making it about us, but saying, God, whatever you have us to do, that's what we will do. And guess what God would do? He will totally script you of everything and everybody. Because when he see you depending on people and not depending on him and not spending that time with him, he will take all that away from you for you to really seek his face. Now, when I really come on the scene was one night, y'all, my house, our house used to be filled from the hallway all the way to the kitchen because they were honoring a prophet in the house. It was not me. And they would come waiting on the prophet. So when the prophet would walk in the door, they're doing this. So God had to cut that out. He sent another prophet to say, there's no word in this house. Now, God is doing this for a reason tonight. And I, well, anyway, he said, there's no word in the house. And so it cleared the house. So guess what? These people had to return, right, Jennifer? Because they were still looking for what she was giving out. So they come in the house that night. And in my mind, I'm talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, these people are coming to get something that I don't have. What do I suppose to tell these people in this house tonight? God said, tell them to quit playing tic-tac-toe. I said, now they're going to think I'm crazy. Tell them to quit playing tic-tac-toe. So I looked at the lady. I said, God said, y'all need to quit playing tic-tac-toe. Her eyes got so big. I said, oh, it's on now. It's on now. This woman think I'm crazy. The woman said, you're right. We get in church and play tic-tac-toe, trying to feel out what's going on in that room. So I say, oh, I'm really hearing God. Didn't know what was going on, but that's when I started seeking him for myself, going into the word of God, following what the word of God is saying, and not listening to what everybody else say, not lest it line up with the word of God. Why am I saying this? There's too many people wanting titles, wanting people to see them, but that's not what it's about. It's about the call that God has on your life to do the work of the kingdom. It is not for you to get the glory from it. It is for him to get the glory. And this is why God is saying this tonight. Fasting is going to shut you down. It's too many people wanting a title. And that means you ain't gotten over yourself because God is the one that give you the call. No man give you that call. It's too many people putting stuff in people's lives that God hadn't called them to do. And they're trying to do something that God said, I didn't even call you to do that. This is what training school is about. Clem's training school raises up fivefold, raises up the disciples. Every joint in the house supplies, it teaches you in every area that you need to be taught in so you can go out and make more disciples. Anybody that does not want to be taught, you're going to be in error. So God is saying a fast will script you of you. It will shut you down.
where you ain't seeing nobody but him and him alone. So evidently, God is saying it's time to fast, right? It's time to fast. It's time to give up something. I'll give you another example because the Holy Spirit has given me this. Y'all see that owl of the church right here? Tell me what that owl is used for. She says shouting. Coming to the altar. But guess what? It's used for really dying to sell. Why am I saying that? What do you see happening at funerals? Everybody coming down that aisle. What do you see happening at weddings? Everybody coming down that aisle. Guess what the bride is doing? She dying every step she get up here. She's dying. Because once she's staying right here with the father on her arm, that means I'm giving up you for him. That's a death. So once that father say, I give this woman to this man, it ain't no more daddy no more. It's who you marry. And guess what? You still ain't dead enough. Because the moment you go home with that man, women, you done died so many times to yourself because it ain't about you no more. It's about being a wife to him. It ain't about him no more. It's about being a husband to her. That's why they say we are one flesh. See, that's what we miss. We think it's so spectacular just because I's married now. You better seek the Lord while he can be found before you say I do. Because everything comes from under the woodworks once you say I do. And then you got to die some more once you find out some other stuff that you thought you knew. Now we can dance down the aisle. So, see, you have to die. And some people that get married, they ain't willing to die. This is my money. This is my house. This is my car. This is my body. These are my clothes. You don't tell me nothing. My daddy and mama couldn't tell me. You think you're going to tell me? They're not dead, are they? So it have to take more crucifying the flesh. That's why Paul said, I die daily. Paul had to die in every city he went in. Because <laughs> it was always something going on. This is why we have to fast. We can't just hit and miss, but we have to crucify this flesh to the point of saying, I'm in control today. You ain't getting none. Uh-uh. You ain't getting no water. You ain't getting no soda. You ain't getting no tea. You dying today. This is what we're supposed to do. Why? Because we want to hear what God has to say and not what flesh is saying unto us. Look at your name and say, are you ready to die? To the flesh? We got to die, y'all. And the more you die to the flesh, even the one you with, you'll be like, Lord, help me. Because I didn't see like I'm seeing now. I had blinders on. Help me to get through this. So, y'all, God is saying it's time for us to die. And fasting will help you to die to the flesh. And one thing that a fast will do, if somebody is trying to tell you something concerning the word of God, guess what a fast will help you do? Hear. It'll help you to humble yourself and take what they're giving unto you without offense coming. 
So that's what we need to do as disciples. We need to fast, pray, get into the word, seek the Lord while he can be found. Because when you go through the Old Testament, as well as the New Testament, Jesus said that the disciples did not need to fast while he was with them. But when the bride and groom leave, they need to fast. (laughs) So y'all, we do need to fast and be led by the spirit and allow God to do what he need to do in you and through you. And the more that you get into this word and you devour this word, you'll be on a fast (laughs) because you'll be missing food and you don't have to try to do it. It's just already done. So I just thank God for fasting, the prayer. I thank God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I thank God for knowing I'm justified, sanctified, made righteous in him. Y'all been getting some good food. And if y'all ain't changed yet, it's because you didn't want to make a change. Because everything that you have been getting is to develop your relationship in him so you can go out and help somebody else. And when you go out, it's not about me. It's all about him. We bring in glory unto the Father, and fasting will help you to do that. Amen? Do anybody have anything on a fast that they may have went on that helped them get through something that they want to share? Anyone? Manny? I was going to call you, Manny, if you didn't get up. Yes, sir. Um, the very, the very first fast that I went on, um, my intentions was for somebody else. Actually, my mother, my mother was, uh, sick and I went on a fast for her. And this is honestly my first fast. I'd never been on a fast before, you know, I always read the word, but I, I went on a fast for her and the Lord began revealing things to me, uh, concerning some things and not only that um his presence just began to manifest in my life i never experienced his presence like that until that that fast um but it it actually just put my flesh under you know because the spirit of god is in all of us but he's not manifest because the flesh is like a veil that's blocking you know but when i when i went on that fast and after after i think uh, well, let me start from the front because it, what, what happens too on that fast is that the flesh manifests itself. And like, I began to, all of a sudden I, I lost the desire to read the word of God. Like I, I didn't want to even read my Bible because the flesh was like manifesting, but it's what was hidden in me. And so, but after I came off the, the fast, I mean, I felt a hundred percent better. And then God's presence began to increase. And then it's like, like what Apostle was saying, it just began, began to be like uh, just a longing to, to fast then, you know, and I would just read the word and, and it would, the time would just go by and it became easier and easier. Um, but his presence just began to increase every time I would deny that flesh, you know, like you said, because you're in the spirit. And so... His, his presence would increase and that just, it just like began to draw me on. I mean, God was leading me where I wasn't even hungry anymore, but I just saw so many benefits of that, of that fast. Um, 
just really putting the putting the flesh, keeping it in subjection, you know, to the spirit of God. Um, so I would encourage everybody. Um, and, and it's something, I mean, the benefits of it is, it's not always easy, but by the grace of God, God will give you grace to do it. Um, and after you get over that first hump, you won't even desire food at all, but it's, it's the benefits that we reap from it. You know, the presence of God, um, the power of God and just hearing God so crystal clear, like, like what she was just saying, um, um, like actually today I was just reading the word of God and, and, uh, right before we got ready to come here, I hadn't ate anything, but I could hear his voice so clear just by being empty, you know, uh, no, not all them cheeseburgers and all that stuff in us that, <laughs> I mean, really that stuff blocks us it from does. hearing God, you know, but, but it's, it's just such a blessing where you can hear God's voice so crystal clear. On fasting. Now, when you fast, remember it's not for nobody to know that you're on a fast. If you are married, it is for your husband to know or your wife to know. Amen? But you don't let nobody know that you're fasting. In the um, New Testament, it says you anoint your head, but you wash your face. You don't leave no oil smeared up on your head. And somebody said, Why you got all that oil on your head? You wash your face. But it's, um, you're doing it unto God, not unto man, and not for people to know that you're fasting by you, looking like a bulldog in the face. Well, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm on this fast, and it ends at 5 o'clock. Now, I'm just so hungry. You ain't on no fast. You're just doing something because somebody else told you to do it. So you're doing it unto the Lord, and you're doing it not to get anything. Oh, another thing about a fast is in Isaiah 58. It lets you know that a fast is to help others. It's not um, necessarily for you all the time. It's to help someone else. So when you're fasting, it um, breaks chains. It um, sets the captives free. You begin to do things that you were not doing before for the kingdom of God. And if you read Isaiah 58, oh, that'll cover it all. It tells you it's not for pleasure. That means if I'm on a fast, I'm not in the mall shopping, looking for stuff. I'm denying my flesh from the things that I desire. Men, we're not weightlifting. We're not out there shining our cars. We're not out there doing things that will bring us pleasure just to get through that fast and say, well, let me see. It takes me about an hour to wash my car. Fast will be over by six, so I'm going to start at five. No, it's not all of that. Amen. But I want to tell you, um, we're through with discipleship, but the Lord is leading me to teach on um, the fivefold. And I'm going to really teach on the fivefold because it's going to help people to know what they're not. Some people are saying they're part of the fivefold, but they're not. And I'm going to give you a little example. I don't know if it's going to be the next teaching, but we're going to get teaching on the fivefold so we understand it even the more. And you see my hand? The thumb is the apostle. The finger that's pointing at you is the prophet. The, the apostle govern. The apostle gives, um, prophet gives um, guidance. You see that middle finger? I'm not doing that to y'all. That's the longest finger in my hand. That's an evangelist. The reason why it's long because it outreach. Mean that evangelists go out there and win souls, not saints. Win souls. Then that next finger is the ring finger, which is the pastor. That's the pastor is married to the church. 
That little finger there, what we do with it? We dig in our ear. That rightly divide the word of truth, that's a teacher. When you know, and guess what? You see this thumb? This is the only finger that can reach all of them. That's an apostle walking in every last one of them. They're governing. They're setting up. They're planning. They're making sure everything is in order. Only one. So when you understand how these work, we won't get so tired trying to do something God ain't called us to do. So remember, this is what we're going to be teaching on, and this is what Clem is about, so people will know this call and not trying to go outside of what God called you to do, if he has called you to do it. And once we break it down, you're going to know the difference. We're going to go over um, 1 Corinthians 12 again. We're going to go over dealing with every joint supply, helps, you know, having a help ministry, all of this stuff. We're going to go through it because people need to understand what their duties are or what the gift that God has given them for the body of Christ. You're not going to be button heads because when you know what you're supposed to do, you ain't all in my business. See, it's too many people trying to get behind the pulpit. And if you're trying to get behind the pulpit and do my job, that means that you ain't doing what you're supposed to do if you're all in my business. So we're going to put a, a stop to all of that and get everything in decency and in order so we can be a body. Amen? Every joint supply, and we all need each other for what God has called us to do. We don't supposed to be walking against each other, but we're supposed to be walking together. Amen? As a unit. And that's why people are scattered because everybody trying to do something within a ministry that God ain't told you to do. You got people over here, you got people over here, and then people don't know what they're supposed to be doing. So we give God glory for the teaching on the fivefold. Amen? So every time you hold up your hand like that, you're going to remember what's going on in the house. Amen? Do we have